We're still in Jude verse 16, and we'll read down to verse 19 together tonight. I did fail to mention again this evening, please be in prayer for uh, Lily as she uh, going into labor this evening. Pray for safety for the baby to be delivered without a problem. Let's stand together, shall we? Jude verse 16. God continuing, continuing to describe these last days that we live in. He says, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. I'm not going to deal with everything in the verses that we've read tonight, but I do want to pick something out that is mentioned more than one time. The Bible says in verse 16, these are murmurs, complainers. We've already talked about that. Look at the phrase, walking after their own lusts. Verse number 18, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Watch it again. Who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. So the last days are a time of people walking after their own lusts, their own ungodly lust, not the lust of someone else, but their own lust and their own ungodly lust. And so we want to look a little bit tonight about the lust walkers. People that walk after their own lusts. That's the day we live in. And we're all tempted with our lusts. The Bible says on many occasions how dangerous our own lusts are. That's why I've tried to preach to people that our problems are not so much the devil and the world as it is the own, our own lusts that lie on the inside of us, the desires that we have that are not pleasing to God, and the dangers that that brings in our lives. The Bible tells us to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So your own lusts are fighting against you. And most people just give in to those desires, no matter what they might be. We'll see several of them tonight. He talks about in the church, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 6, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lust. Just different kinds of lust, diverse, divers. They're, they are different kinds of lust that will lead us away. 
Now, the devil may put something, someone in your life to lead you away from the truth. That's that day of apostasy where people fall away from the truth. Maybe a person will lead you away from the truth of God and living and, and being what God would have you to be. But it might be that you're led away of your own lust. It may just be what you want on the inside of you that leads you into a place of apostasy that's characteristic of all of our society. Now, I, I want to detail several of these lusts. There's not just one lust. Look at Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, the Bible tells us in verse 12, this is written to Christian people. Romans 6.12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. So your body wants certain things. So the lust of your body, it can be a normal thing. You know, every lust or every inward desire is not necessarily a sin, though it can lead to that. The Bible tells us in the book of James chapter 1, it, concerning our lust and describing our lust, what it is, it says this in James chapter 1, and verse number 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then lust, when it hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. So the desire, there are some natural desires that are built into your body that God, God allows you to fulfill in the proper situation. Okay, one of those desires we all know is food. Your body lusts after food. You say, well, that's just, I just, no. The book of Deuteronomy. Have you ever read over there where uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness, in Numbers chapter 11, the Bible said uh, they buried the people that lusted. You know what they were lusting after? Flesh. They were lusting after food. Matter of fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, you can read the whole chapter, it talks about, God even says this, when you get to a certain place and you're traveling, you Israelites, and you're observing the feast, you can stop and whatever your soul lusts after, you can eat. In other words, some lusts that we have are normal or natural. We have a desire to eat. Our body wants to eat. But that can turn into a sin, if you're wanting to eat something God doesn't want you to eat, or more than God wants you to eat. Guys, lust is not just somebody wanting somebody else's. Why? It, it can be wanting too much food. It, it, is a, it, is a, it is a sign to tell you, hey, there's some strong desires in here. That's why we don't do very good job at fasting. It's not because we don't have time or... Now, there's a few people that can't... They have a medical problem and they can't go without food. I understand that. But there's one big reason why we don't fast more. We want to eat. There's nothing wrong in eating. Unless it becomes a sin. 
And you know what we have to do? We have to tell ourselves no to the lusts of our flesh. Guys, that's, that's not just about drugs or alcohol. That, that's about any desire your body has that God doesn't want you to have. There's nothing wrong with eating. We all, there are people that have, guys, there are people that have serious mental disorders and eating disorders. It's not natural for you not to, not to want to eat. There are people like that, that the devil has, a, and, and they can't eat, and they won't eat. And they have to be put in the hospital because they have some kind of, some kind of unnatural problem. That, that's not normal. But most of us, we, we need to be in control of that to where we can fast and pray. And we, we, ought, we ought to be able to tell ourselves no. We live in a generation, nobody tells themselves no about anything. Whether it's a, amen, a second helping of mashed potatoes. I really wanted a second helping of those potatoes today. You say, oh, that doesn't matter. Hey, it matters where the Bible says that I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Because it could be anything. You know why people get strung out on drugs? And it's not just hardcore drugs. It's uh, the pill bottles that they're abusing. Guys, I've, I've still got some, some dope over there in my cabinet. that I had for a medical condition that I didn't take. But when I take it, I feel better. But I don't take it unless I'm sick. Do you understand? So there's a lust of the body to want to have comfort, not just food, but comfort. That can turn into a sin. Well, I like... Can you, why, how in the world did our society start legalizing all these drugs? Because people, we live in a generation where people just walk after their own lust. If it makes me feel good, I'm going to do it. And they say, well, I'm not hurting anybody by, by smoking a joint. It's not going to hurt me. It just makes me feel good. But, but that's the whole point. You're not supposed to indulge your lust. We're not supposed to do everything our body wants done. We've got to say no to our body. And so the lust of the body, it could be alcohol, it could be any inward thirst or desire. And he says, you know where that lust leads? He said in James chapter 4, he says, you lust and have not. You kill and desire to have. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. He even says a lot of our praying is about our own lust. You know what? Our praying is supposed to be in the will of God. But you know what a lot of times we pray about? We pray about what we want. Well, what if I want something God doesn't want? What if I'm praying according? Guys, we can dress it up. You can dress, you can dress your lust up even in a prayer. This is what I want, God. Why don't we just say no to what we want and say yes to what the Lord wants us to have? Now, you think about those children of Israel in the wilderness that lusted after food. 
and before we get so condemning of them, and they died. God, God killed them. They complained. They wanted flesh to eat. You say, well, they were tired of being vegetarians. No, they weren't even vegetarians. They were breaditarians. All they could eat is bread. But man, it must have been some bread. Came all the way down from heaven. I say it would take it tasted out of this world because it was it was that was out of this world. It should have satisfied, but they didn't, they didn't like it. They, they wanted something else. They were hungry for something else. But how many of us would be content with just eating bread all the time? You know what happens in the Christian life? We get tired of what God serves us in life, and we want something else. We want something else in our relationships. We want something else in our experience. We're not satisfied. We're thirsting and hungry and longing for something else besides the will of God. That's just walking after the flesh. Just like this generation who walk after their own lust. So there's the lust of the body. It can be anything in the world that your body wants. Could be sleep. We need to sleep. Some people live to sleep. Yeah. I remember being in college and, and kids couldn't wait till they get out, they got out of class about noon or one o'clock and they'd go straight to bed. They just lived to go get back in the bed. That's where laziness comes in. Nothing wrong with the desire to rest, but sometimes the desire to rest can become laziness, which is a sin. You see that? The body doesn't want the hardness. It doesn't want the work. It doesn't want the toil. It doesn't want the sweat. Go to Proverbs chapter 6. Here's another lust. What I'm telling you tonight, if we're going to buck the trend of our apostate generation, we can't walk after our own lust, what we want, what our body wants. Proverbs chapter 6, the Bible says in verse number 25, Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. You know, it's a natural thing for a man to want a woman. But God says, don't lust after her beauty. Don't be consumed. Jesus Christ said, if a man look on a woman to lust after her in his heart, he's committed adultery with her already. Lust. Eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin. That's the society we live in. The lust of the eyes. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father. It's of the world. He said, lust not after beauty. Everything in our culture is geared for you to lust after somebody's beauty. Every commercial, all the news shows, all the billboards, all the internet, the way people dress. Look over there, since I'm in Proverbs, we'll just read this one. This one will be free for you. 
chapter 7, since we're in chapter 6. Chapter 7 and verse number 10. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot. Can somebody tell me what that is? God says a harlot has a certain attire. He said, no, those are just things of the heart. You've lost your ever-loving mind. Harlots dress a certain way, and you know they're harlots by the way they dress. We would drive through Romania when I was a missionary there, and we'd pass the road, and we'd know that's a prostitute, not because she was on the side of the road, but because of the way she was dressed. Do you understand? A harlot has a certain way she dresses. Why? She's got goods for sale. She's wanting someone to lust with their eyes. She's wanting someone to lust after her beauty. And the Bible says, don't walk after your own lusts. Guys, it's it's normal to be attracted, young men. It's normal to be attracted to, to women. We want you to like girls. We want you to marry one and have a good time with them. That's what God wants. We want that. But God doesn't want you lusting after people's beauty that don't belong to you. And God doesn't want married men doing that either. The pornography industry has destroyed our churches. Our churches are filled with people that are on pornography constantly. Young, old. I mean, little kids are watching pornography now. Little kids that aren't even, hadn't even reached puberty are watching pornography now. It's sickening. It's a lustful generation. And if that's you, throw your computer away. Throw your, uh, amen, your smartphone away. Get you a flip phone. Get you a dial-up phone, amen. Get one of them old phones that go round and around in your house. But don't let your life be destroyed by the lust of your own flesh like 95% of everybody in our world is. Lust not after her beauty. The attire of an harlot. What is the attire of a harlot? Well, you can go to the average church and see it. Well, God doesn't care the way we dress. Evidently, he says, harlots look a certain way. You know how they look? Our verse tells us back in Jude where he says, verse 19 there. Verse 19. These be they who separate themselves sensual. You see, we have a sensual society because we have a society that's geared after the lust of the eyes and lusting after beauty. A sensual society. You know what the word sensual means? It, it, something that is sensual is a, something that affects your senses. When you see it, your eyes dance. When you hear it, your ears dance. We have sensual music and sensual dress. People walk sensually. People sit sensually, some of them. You can be sensual with the way you look on your face. And ladies, we're not, I, don't know, I don't know who would lust after a man. If you lust after a man, you need to get saved. I don't get that. I, don't. 
I don't even see why a woman would lust after a man. I don't. There ain't, ain't nothing in that package. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even get that. I get you loving men. and I, Ladies, I, I see that. But lusting after a man, I mean they're ugly. But lust is prevalent. It's prevailing. But the sensualness. Ladies, we want you to look beautiful, but you don't have to be sensual. And you can be sensual and provocative just a little bit. Just a little slit, just a little lower, just a little higher. We don't need that. We've got enough problems. You want to be sensual? Amen. Go home and do it to your husband and do it with your wife. and Be sensual all you want to be in your house. Amen. Shut the bedroom. And be as sensual as you want to be. That's what it's for. But we don't need none of that out here. Because what will happen is somebody will start walking after their own lust when they see that sensualness. And by the way, something that the opposite of sensual is spiritual. Because the opposite of the flesh is the Spirit of God. Thank God for people that dress according to what the Spirit of God and they conduct themselves according to how the Spirit of God wants them to conduct themselves. These be they who separate themselves. Listen, sensual, having not the Spirit. Do you see that? The sensual is opposite of the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. We're trying to walk by the Spirit of God. If you want a high, amen, get full of the Holy Ghost. It's a much better high than walking after the flesh. And there, there is no guilt with it. There is no shame with it. Put you on the Lord Jesus Christ, not sensual things. Make not provision for the flesh to fulfill it in the lust thereof. And he says our generation is a sensual generation. They can't even sell a hamburger without sensualness. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. They're not saved. If any man have the Spirit of Christ, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't belong to Jesus. And our society is so sensual because they don't have the Spirit of God. Now, preacher, can somebody that say be sensual? Yeah, yeah, you can walk after the flesh. The Bible tells you not to do that, but walk in the Spirit. But if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, there's something in you to tell you, don't do that. Don't look that way. Don't say that. Don't go there. Don't be, be that kind of person. We have a society that doesn't have the Spirit. 
the lust of youth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, the Bible says, Flee also youthful lust. Now, you could put that in with what I've just been talking about, about fornication and all that. But I tell you what, the more I live, it ain't young people having a problem with all that fornication. <laughs> I don't know that we could honestly say that's a youthful sin. <laughs> what, what's lusts of the youth? Well, he says this about, about youth. He says, you know, don't put a guy in the leadership of the church there that's a novice because if you do that, if he's too young, if he's not experienced, if he's a novice, he said he'll be lifted, lifted up with pride and fall in the snare of the devil. I think a lot of young people, the lust that they have to deal with, the lust of their youth, they're so immature, they want to be accepted and they want everybody to excel and pat them on the back and there's that pride and they're living for the opinions of others. You know us old heads, after a while, you just don't care. I mean, you, you, you don't care if all the ta- people, boys at the, amen, at the table in high school approve of you or not. <laughs> You're going to work. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to pay the bills. You ladies, you're not trying to live up, you know, to all the others in the classroom. You got babies to take care of. But youthful lusts. The lust of covetousness. Romans 7 7 says, I have had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Covetousness is a lust. Just whatever you want, God doesn't want you to have. Doesn't have to be a bodily thing. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, listen, and worldly lusts, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. So there's worldly lust. He said, The world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. There's a whole lot of things that are attractive in that world that you might want. But if you live your life in accordance with whatever you're seeking for in the world, you're just going to be a part of this apostate generation. We're not, we're not looking. We're not interested. We're not, our hearts aren't consumed with the things of this world. Our hearts should be concerned with our, consumed with our Savior. Well, I want a job, and I want a house, and I want a car, and I want a good life. All of that is overrated. Because a lot of people have gotten that when they got it, they didn't get what they wanted. Jesus has what you want. Worldly lusts. Back to that lust of the eyes. He mentions in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, he talks about... Those that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. Sometimes there's just a lust for people to be dirty. And and I really don't want to get into this, but I'm going to have to do it anyway. There are some unnatural lusts. Romans chapter 1, you know it. We won't go there and read it. The Bible says God gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts. Of their own hearts. 
The sin of homosexuality is just a fulfillment of a lust. The Bible said in Romans 1.27, he talks about women burned in their lusts one toward another. How gross. How unnatural for a woman to lust after a woman and a man to lust after a man. And I told you a long time ago, when all that came down, and we were fasting and praying that, that God would do something miraculous and stop the Supreme Court from legalizing that, that sodomite marriage thing. And it went through. And I told you, I told you, I told you at the time, it's not going to stop there. People, women are not just going to start uh, keep lusting after women and men lusting after men. It's going to be much farther than that. People lust after animals. Unnatural lust. The Bible talks about the lust of concupiscence. That's a big, long word. God likes to put big, long words when He doesn't want to explain things a little bit anymore. That's some hardcore lust. That's what concupiscence He talks about evil concupiscence. That's things that aren't even natural for you to desire. I read an article today because somebody sent it to me. I didn't want to read it, but I felt like I needed to read it. It was an article in the Wall Street Journal about how pedophilia has just exploded and the Internet is aiding the trafficking of children. And... Nobody's doing anything about it. They came out with this long expose, the Wall Street Journal. They even went through all this stuff to put people in there to to do this investigation. And they came up with the worst stuff that you have ever thought about with children in your life. And the chief deal on it was the Instagram. Instagram is the chief connection of the pedophile. They have their own hashtags, they have their own emojis, and they have a connecting group on Instagram. I tell you what, old Zuckerberg and Facebook and all that, my opinion is those people are so full of the devil. Because I'm going to tell you something, when you lust after a child, you are sick. I mean, the stuff I read, I can't even repeat in the pulpit. And it wasn't even, they didn't even tell all the story. Talking about toddlers. Guys, it's not going to stop. You understand? It's bigger than just the LBGBT. And let's just, you know, celebrate and have pride in the drag queen. Ha ha, isn't that funny? No, it's not funny. It is lust gone crazy. Children are being destroyed every day and being trafficked every day because of somebody's devilish, deceived, depraved, unnatural, ungodly lust. You say, Preacher, that's that's just too far out there. Well, you just start walking after your lust, and you know what? It'll take you somewhere that you never thought you'd go either. Because that book said, Therefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. 
I can't even tell you the calls that I get from pastors. Good, godly, good churches, good Bible-believing, independent Baptist churches. And the pastor will call me and say, Preacher, would you pray for me? i got a situation i got to deal with. I had to call the police. They came up and picked up a man in my church and put him in prison. It's some of the most heinous things I've ever heard in all my life. Just got through talking to a friend of mine. The F, the FBI was at his church two months ago and he didn't even know it. Because of the heinousness of sin. And some of it portrayed by people that have, that have, that have put themselves up the most strict, the most godly people in the world... And then there's incest in the home. You say, preacher, don't talk about it. That's the world we live in. You say, preacher, what are we supposed to do about it? You're supposed to deny your lust. And you're supposed to walk in the Spirit. And you're supposed to be a different individual than all the rest of the people walking after their own ungodly lust. Because people that aren't saved and that don't have the Spirit, they can go anywhere. But I tell you what, I'm seeing people that say they're saved. You, you, just, you just let yourself get out of control. Ah, preacher. You keep harping on us to walk in the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, and come in singing and, and let the Lord have total control. Why are you doing that? Because if you don't walk in the Spirit, you will fulfill the lust of your flesh. It's not just the boundaries. It takes a walk with God in the Spirit to cause you to say no to your flesh. And we've all got one. We've all got a flesh. And at the end of the day, yours will lead you into some sewer hole. And there are people that have been sitting right here in this church where you are that are in some of the worst sewer holes in society because they just were led astray of their own ungodly lust. And this preacher is telling you and warning you, don't follow the lusts that you have. Follow the Spirit of God. Let Him have His way. It would be great if we lived in a world. You said, Rich, let's just don't talk about it. Guys, it's happening every day. And if you don't wise up, the devil's going to prey on your children or you. And I would probably say this to some of you young, young families. You've got little kids coming up, and I know this is hard, and I don't know how you're going to do it. But I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I really believe that probably if you are wise you would just get rid of all the media. They are in danger. And it's on purpose. And we're having Bible school. You said, preacher, why would you preach about this? We're having Bible school. We're trying to love children. You can't love children without standing against this evil and this wickedness. We love these little children. They're worth fighting for. 
And the best thing you can do to fight for these children, the first thing you do is deny your own lusts.